Well, hello, hello, my friends. How you doing? How are you doing, you beautiful bastards? How's it going? This is S. Anthony Thomas, host of the show you're listening to right now, the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is episode number 187 about to happen after this intro. How are you doing? Is life treating you well? Good. Because that's the way I like it. Uh, before we get started, I want to once again thank you guys for uh, making all these episodes popular, even the older ones. Thank you for going back through the catalog and listening to the old stuff. I really appreciate that. Um, I want to give a special shout out to some people who have been, been very, very supportive. Um, In Session Film Podcast, um, The Naked Porch Podcast. Uh, I want to say thanks very much for your support. I appreciate it. Uh, special shout out, of course, to my Twitter homie, at Twitter Hero, only one T. And uh, at Twitter Hero, because when you get the first T right, you don't need the second T. That's right. <laughs> and also a special shout out to my my uh, pod brother and sister from another mama and another mister uh, at the uh, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks podcast. I'm actually going to be recording uh, an episode on the uh, on the November 21st, actually. And I'll be recording with uh, Nielsen and Ali. And uh, we'll be recording uh, an episode of uh, their, their 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 podcast, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Um, and that, of course, that show was uh, hosted by Neil C. and Annalise. I know what you're going. Don't you mean Neil C. and Annalise? Yes, that's how regular people pronounce their names. But people like me who know them very well actually know the pronunciation is a little different. It's spelled Neil C. and Annalise, but it's actually pronounced Neil C. and Annalise. So, but don't go up and talk to them like that, because if you do, they're going to go, wait a minute, you don't know us well enough to talk to us and pronounce our names properly. Go back to saying it the way you were saying it. You people don't get to do that yet, but I do. Okay, that got weird. But I'm going to be recording with them on November 21st. So when that episode comes out, I, of course, will let you know. And uh, you will go and listen to it because I said so. In fact, listen to their show anyway, because you're going to like it. You're going to like it more when I'm on, but you're going to like it anyway, because they're two delightful people. They have great conversations. They have wonderful people on their show, especially on the 21st of November when I'll be on. And of course, you're going to listen to that one even more. You're going to listen to the other ones, but listen to mine more. Okay. All right. Damn it. Now, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to give you something to listen to right now. You need to listen to number 187 of this podcast because that's why you're here. Are you ready, my friends? Of course you are. So let's roll that theme song now. Go! Hello, my friends. Uh, I'm actually in the vehicle right now. And uh, as you can probably tell by people honking at each other like jackasses. But, you know, I just noticed something. And this is weird. uh, You'd be surprised what will take somebody that, uh, under normal circumstances, people wouldn't have anything necessarily negative to say about them or find anything really wrong with them. And and then something will 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 change that perception. And it doesn't even have to be anything big. You know, you ever, you ever meet somebody and you think they're cool and everything's great, and then you find out something about them that's not cool and not great, and all of a sudden, you know, because I remember I knew a guy that everybody thought was cool and great and awesome, and then we found out, you know, we met him and his wife, and we met them at the same time, and they were great people, it seemed, but then you could see immediately that this guy was one of those, I gotta verbally abuse my wife in front of people to make myself look important. And we all thought this guy was cool. But the second we saw that, and you can tell the difference between a couple where they're fighting for the moment. And sometimes when you're fighting in the moment, you say things that you don't mean or say things that are 10 times meaner than they necessarily need to be. You can tell the difference between that and someone who, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's like when you watch a fight and you can, if it's like two guys that don't really want to hurt each other, you know, they're, they're punching each other, you know, they're fighting. But, you know, like a guy falls on the ground and the other guy, like, backs up a little bit. He doesn't move in and stomp the guy or throw something on top of him. He roll up the window. He doesn't try to stomp on the guy or anything. He doesn't really want to hurt the guy. He wants to win the fight. You know the difference between those two situations. You know the difference, right? So this is one of those situations where I, you can tell 
that he was really trying to cause me rolling the back down. He really tried to do so many things going by the car at the time. You could tell that this guy was uh, really trying to make a point and be rid ridiculously mean to his woman, you know, because the mean-spirited things were a little bit too damn specific. You know, it wasn't like, I can't believe you would you would do that. Why in the world did you... You know I was in a hurry, and you took time... But that's kind of a generic thing. But when you go in, uh -huh, and uh, listen, your mother's a whore, and so are you. It runs in the family. Your sisters are whores. Even your cousins are whores. I mean, when you go into some, some shit like that, that's a little bit too harsh to be saying to somebody. You know, and when you see that kind of thing, I was distracted because a woman with a fantastic buttocks just walked by and she's waving at me. I don't know who she is, but I think I should investigate this when the recording is over because I, I think I, I, I might even have to pull. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I do know her. Someone I used to date a long time ago and we just waved at each other. And I'm wondering why we broke up because of, anyway, <clears throat> so what I'm saying is, when you when you're that specific with the mean things you say about somebody you know that says a little something about you you know you shouldn't be trying that much to hurt somebody for no reason and it, it changed the way we thought it, we felt about the guy because we're all thinking like, really you're gonna say that about your wife you know the woman you had kids with you're gonna say some crap like that that's really what you want to do and we couldn't even it's like we couldn't even really be friends with the guy because we saw that and some, you know what I'm saying, or, or you see a guy get picking fights, or say you like a politician and then you find out he did, he or she, he or she did some stuff recently uh, that makes you go, oh, I thought this person was cool, oh. Well, those are big things that make you stop paying attention to somebody in, in, in regards to being friends with them. But sometimes it's a little thing that kind of messes everything up. And in my case, it was a little thing. I go to the pharmacy to drop off a prescription and there was a lady there and she's smiling at me, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, she seems like a pleasant person. But then it became really apparent that the smile wasn't the, wasn't the, I'm the pleasant person smile. It was a come over here and potentially, uh, we'll have a conversation and maybe get it on smile. So me being the kind of person that I am who's very busy and doesn't have time for this crap, I immediately dropped everything and went over to move in on the babe. And she's looking and she got the smile, she's looking and you, you, you. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the same woman who was smiling at me and giving me the potential, you may be able to get it on with me, I don't know yet, but your cute smile, all of a sudden had a look on her face like, die, scum, die. I could see the I'd like you to get it on with me looks kind of ooze out of her face. And I'm going, I'm looking kind of good here. What's going on? And then I couldn't realize what the hell was going on. I had no idea why she went from, hey, maybe get it on with me at some point in the future to go away, you disgusting bastard. And I realized in my haste to get out of the house, I had shaved a little bit too uh, carelessly. So there was a little bit of hair on my face. And it was it was a small amount, meaning you wouldn't notice it from afar, maybe five feet or so. But if you got up close, you would see that I had not done the most effective job in shaving my face. And that was enough to take me from, hey, maybe you can have access to my delicious buttocks to get away from me, die, scum, die. And I'm thinking, what kind of a shallow person is going to just throw somebody away that they potentially, from five feet away and three feet away and two feet away, were potentially going to get it on with them maybe at some point in the future and have access to her delicious buttons at some point in the future. All of a sudden, I ain't shit. What happened? It can't be. That is the shallowness of people and it's disgusting. And no, you know what? That's the kind of person, no other person would be that shallow to just throw somebody away for something like that. That's what I thought because I am kind of dumb sometimes. So I go someplace else. I go to another store. I pick I go to the thing and the dude's behind the counter. Now obviously he's a dude, I'm a dude. It ain't like we're gonna have any kind of sexual tension or anything, cause we're both straight dudes. We're just dudes and we're gonna be cool with each other, cause dudes are cool with each other.
each other and we're having a good time. You know how sometimes you meet a dude and he's cool and you're cool, you're both cool and you act cool and everything's cool. Everything was cool. What wasn't cool right now is if this was a video podcast, you would notice that the FedEx driver just viciously cut in front of me and then tried to look away as if nothing, as if he did nothing wrong. I really wish I was actually, I mean, technically I am videotaping this because I have a dash cam, but I mean, the guy, I'm talking here, you know, trying to podcast as I drive, and of course I'm podcasting safely by using my wonderful recorder and a, and a lapel mic, hands-free, of course, so I don't have to touch anything, and the guy just, just cuts in front of me dives out of the uh, wherever he was delivering packages whatever that building was just was like you know what um, I don't care if there's oncoming traffic I'm going I don't care what anybody says I got a truck you probably don't um, FedEx has lots of insurance so I'm just going to cut in front of these people cuts right in front of me luckily I'm an incredibly safe driver <laughs> and don't want to die you know, I wonder how many people realize how close they had they were right now they're having their packages strewn all over the streets the wonderful streets of New Jersey your shit was almost all over the streets of New Jersey your shit was almost run over by the mighty Toyota Camry back to the story so I'm thinking I'm cool and he's cool and we're both cool and we're having a good time yeah UFC fights this uh, hey, football at Temple did good, this, that And then all of a sudden I turn my face And a dude, another dude Another guy sees that little teeny patch of hair on my face And I could look on his face And his face kind of melted a little bit He had to look in his face like I'm one cool dude Talking to another cool dude And the cool dudeness oozed out of his face And he looked to me like you disgusting pig bastard you have a one one billionth of an inch of hair on your face that you didn't shave you make me sick die stung die all of a sudden we're having conversations and then he sees that little patch of hair on my face that I missed and he's looking at me like I thought you were a regular member of society that I could have a conversation with someone that I could show some respect as a human being but you didn't shave your face properly and only people who deserve contempt and to be pimp slapped in the face would walk out of the house like that you disgust me you disgusting bastard and he called security and they dragged me out and beat me down in the back of the building and I'm going and there I are there beating me up they're going I really don't want to beat this guy why are we beating this guy you know in fact I'm I, I'm not going to beat this guy this is ridiculous beating this man because of because somebody in there said to beat him down and I said thank you security guards for not beating me down I appreciate it and then I turned my face to the side they saw that little patch of hair on my side of my face and they went oh I did not see that piece of hair on your face that you missed. It's very, very small. You can't see it from five feet or four feet or three feet or two feet. And you can't even see it as we're holding you down and punching you and kicking you and about to dump food from the trash can on you. But now that we see it, we're going to resume the beating. And they finished beating me up and I didn't appreciate it. Can't believe that people would be so mean to you just because you missed a little bit of hair on your face. That's ridiculous. Okay, the part about me getting beat up was not true. But the part about the guy looking at me side-eyed because he saw the piece of hair on my face that wasn't shaved, that part was true. We were actually having a conversation. And and, that, and it's really weird how that happened. And that's, that's obviously I embellished a little bit. But the girl, there was a girl that was like all in my face. And then she saw that little piece of hair on my face. And she was, I was about to, but now no. Which means had I shaved my face more carefully this morning, uh, I probably would have had her phone number in my pocket. Had I shaved my face a little more a little more accurately this morning, I would have been able to finish that conversation with that dude who seemed cool. And then, and, and, you know, and as it turns out, those security guards did not beat me down. <laughs> it was just one security guard that beat me down. I'm just kidding. No security guards beat me. But that's the funny thing. That, that, that the point I was trying to get to was a simple fact that it's always like little things that you notice about somebody, and it's like you really have one perception of some of people, of a person, I should say, and then all of a sudden something will happen, and then it just changes. It happened to me on the other side. I was at a supermarket, and we're, we're, I'm talking to a guy. He had he, we were having a good conversation, 
and I noticed that he. Now I, I had now the little. I still do have that little tiny patch of hair on my face that I'd have to actually point it out to you for you to notice because I did a bad job of shaving this morning because I missed that little teeny piece. But I saw this guy, and he had a big, like he missed a whole lot of hair on his face when he shaved. Now I was talking to the guy, pleasant enough, cool, you know, he's packing the bags and everything, and I saw the hair on his face, and that he missed badly. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this is this is pretty cool, you know. I mean, I, th I think it's wonderful that the supermarket here, you know, hires people that are mentally challenged. I mean, the, I mean, the fact that he's you know, he's, you know, I mean, I have, I have a, I have a relative that's really close to me that's developmentally delayed. He can't talk. You know, he's an adult, but it, you know, and I, you know, I have that too. So, you know, I understand, and I think it's really a wonderful thing that this guy, you know, uh, being developmentally delayed like he is, or, or, or mentally handicapped, is cool. And I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm going, I couldn't even tell. I mean, we were actually having a, a pleasant conversation. I couldn't even tell uh, that he was having th that kind of issue. I think it's really wonderful that they would hire this person and give him, you know, make him, because everybody wants to be in society and feel, you know, like they're part of society, that, you know, that they, they, they're contributing to something to society. And it's really great that the guy is functioning at this high level. And, you know, because like I said, I mean, the conversation was where, you know, like, you know, how's the weather out there? We're, not, we're talking about politics or anything like that, you know, on the, you know, and, and I think that maybe he was, I mean, that, that conversation was maybe at the maximum of his capabilities. And, and quite frankly, I think it's wonderful that he's given a chance because, of the, and as it turns out, he was the store manager. There was nothing wrong with him mentally. He didn't have any mental handicaps or infirmities or anything like that. And having the conversation was not at the top of his ability. He was having this little punk-ass conversation at the supermarket. There was, there was <laughs> this, right? Now, keep in mind, this whole thing happened inside of my head and inside of, inside of several seconds. And I elongated the thought to, to make it more clear to you. So I'm sitting there going, as people were reacting to me because I had a little teeny piece of hair on my face... And it was kind of amusing to me to watch their faces change from, hey, this guy's cool to die, scum, die. And I realized that I had done that, but I didn't I didn't treat him any differently. You know, I didn't outwardly treat this guy differently the way these people treated me differently. But it did, but I but what I thought he was capable of and what who who he was did change because of <laughs> because of hair on the face. Like, I mean, granted, there was a whole lot of hair that he missed. But but still, that doesn't mean he's not a, he wasn't a smart guy. It doesn't mean he didn't function in society. And quite frankly, my perception of who he was and what he was capable of should not have hinged upon the amount of hair was on his face. You know, who knows? He might have been one of those dudes who he, he might have been trying to grow a beard for all I know. Because when I was younger and I tried to grow a now I grow a beard in two seconds. But when I was younger, when I was a younger guy. You know, I couldn't grow a damn mustache, and I couldn't grow a damn beard. My beard, look, you know, I look. I mean, when I finally could grow a beard, I couldn't grow a damn mustache. I look like a, a chocolate Abraham Lincoln. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and when it, and when it was growing in, it was patchy looking. I look, I look like I was somebody that shaved badly, but I hadn't shaved badly. It just grew in weird, and I, you know, it was like one of those things. And as it turns out. That's probably what was happening to him. He didn't shave his face funny. His hair probably just grows in weird. And 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 because of that, because of the way his hair grew in on his face weird, all of a sudden in my mind, I'm sitting there going, you know, I mean, you know, he obviously, you know, I don't know why they let him shave himself. And, and, and why do they let him walk out the house like that? You know, I mean, if you, whoever his caretaker is, he has no caretaker unless you count his wife and his two children who I later on met. And all of that happened because of something as stupid and superficial is the, is the construction of the hair on this guy's face. Which is why it amused me when something similar happened to me with even less hair on my face than this guy had. You know. Now how many times have we done that before? You know, you think you know something about somebody or you're showing them respect in the beginning and then a the little thing happens and all of a sudden... <laughs> You think less of the person when you really should. In the beginning of this segment, I was like I said, I feel fine 
thinking less of the guy I was talking about in the beginning of the segment, mainly because of how horrible he was to someone that he's supposed to care about. You know, you can't treat your wife that way. You can't treat your spouse that way. You can't treat friends that way. You can't just come in and say things that are viciously going to hurt them. You can't do that. You know, I talked about it in an earlier podcast episode where I only used, there was a word I used that I had not used before and I had not used since. And the lady had made me so angry because I found out that um, she was nailing some other guy behind my back. Obviously, she wouldn't do it in front of me because I I would have beat the guy's ass uh, because I'm not going to hit her. I don't hit women. But the thing was, you know, I was so angry because I had been really good to this lady. Really, really good to this lady. And she did that. And that's what happens. That's what I was talking about. The moment, the day before I found out she let another guy up in her, I thought she was the greatest thing in the world. I really did. I thought she was the best human being I had ever met. You know, over and above the fact that I like jumping on top of her and making her make animal sounds. Uh, uh, I just, I, I thought of her as the greatest thing in the world. And then I found out that another guy was, you know, getting in there and, and you know, and the reason, you know, it wasn't even like she didn't like me. She didn't even, she had no intention of breaking up with me. She just wanted to get money from that guy. She didn't even care about him that much. It's like, okay, I'm going to nail S. Anthony. I enjoy that. I really like that. But uh, that other guy has money and S. Anthony does not have any money. So I'm going to enjoy S. Anthony because he's who I really want. But that guy has money. So I'm going to bang him too. I thought about that and I was like really a moment before and literally one second before I found out that she was doing that a second a nanosecond before that I found that she had been doing that I thought she was the best thing in the world and then I found out about that and then I I couldn't even look at her you know I have exes that I, I broke up with or that broke up with me. And I run across them. Some of them are Facebook friends. You know, years have gone by and we realize we just weren't supposed to be together. There's no reason to be angry at each other or to hate each other or to not be cool. And I'm cool with all but maybe one or two. I should say one. One I'm kind of cool with. We're not buddies or anything. Uh, but, you know, we're cool. And the other one, we're, we're actually really, really good friends. But I think back to that moment. It's like the moment before... I found out she was letting another guy, you know, get it on with her because he had money and I, he had money and I didn't. You know, it, it, it just shows you what happens when new information comes in. But in that case, I had the right to be upset. You know, I just think about that because, like I said, I was just thinking about that. I was walking out of the doctor's office where I dropped off this prescription, and I was going. <laughs> She was. She wanted to date me, and now she sees a little patch of hair on my face, and all of a sudden she looked at me like, "You die, scum." <laughs> you know, I go to a store. This guy looks at me like, "Hey, you, this this brother's cool." Oh, hair on his face. Fuck him. <laughs> you know, and it took me back to that moment where I was sitting there thinking, "Yeah, that guy at the supermarket. I did the same thing to him. I didn't treat him bad, but I did the same thing to him." It's amazing. Little bits of information. And also the timing of the information. So, by the time I record the next segment of this podcast, I, of course, will have since gotten back and shaved that one little patch of hair off my, off, uh, my face. And that way I can go back out into the world without everybody who gets within a foot and a half of me treating me like John Merrick, the elephant man. I am not an animal! I am a man with a tiny patch of hair on my face. Do not change your perception of me. I deserve love, damn it. You do not deserve love. You have a tiny patch of hair on your face. I was two feet away and I didn't notice it, but now that I'm 14 inches away from you, you disgust me as a human. Do not be mean to me. I still deserve love. I deserve love. You'll deserve love when you shave your face, you hideous bastard shut up world you don't you don't own me world you don't have the right to judge me yes we do 
you tiny patch of hair on your face, bastard. Well, let me tell you something, world. Within the next hour or so, I'll be back, and I'll be able to get a hold of a razor, and I'm going to take this little bit of hair off my face, and then when I come back out looking like my regular cute self, don't come running back to me begging to talk to me. In fact, I'm going to shave this little bit of hair off my face, and I'm going to go right back to that doctor's office. Granted, um, that lady will probably not be there, but I'm going to sit there. She'll have to come back within the next year or six months to a year. And I'm not going to leave that office until she sees me again. And she's going to go, hey, you don't seem quite as disgusting as you were last time. And I'm going to say, because I took that patch of hair off my face, you judged me because of that hair on my face. And now it's gone. And what are you going to do now? And she's going to go, you know what? Now that I see you without that disgusting patch of hair on your face, I'm now going to take my pants off and get it on with you. And you will now be able to have access to my delicious brown buttocks. The, the access I was about to give you before because you're cute. And I, well, let me check it. Look at your face. She and she's going to walk up to my face, run her hands across it, find out that I'm completely shaven on the face and you can see my cute damn face and she's going to go, yep, you can definitely have access to my delicious buttocks and I'm going to go, listen lady you had your chance actually I'm not going to say listen lady, you have your chance I'm, I'm going to then you know, get it on with her and then I'm going to say afterwards, ah ha ha, you probably enjoyed that because I'm awesome and she's going to go, yes you were awesome and then I'm going to say that's right and then, actually, if it's, if it's all, she's really, 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 really cute. So I'm probably just going to overlook it and just get it on with her. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, and then I'm going to go back to that store and that guy's going to go, yeah, I was going to talk to you about sports and stuff. But wait a second, you shaved your face. You're a cool member of society again. And I'm going to go, nah, buddy, I'm not going to give you my insights on the Ronda Rousey Holly Holm fight. And I'm not going to talk to you about the, the, the latest football game of our both of our favorite teams. You're going to have to talk to somebody else about that crap. You had your chance. You had your chance to build a customer that I like talking to when he comes into the store to buy stuff relationship, and you messed it up, punk. That's right. I'm just going to come in here and buy stuff. You see how charming and funny I am. You think it's a coincidence when I walk into this store and every person who works in the store shouts, S. Anthony, when I walk in. Yeah, well, when I walk in, you don't get to shout S. Anthony with joy. When I walk in, you lost that privilege, punk. And then I'm going to realize that he probably is also the store manager. And much like another story where I have a lot of people who are store managers that I know who give me discounts because they like me. And I did come to think of it, he, he probably is kind of influential in the store. I remember now when I think about it that a lot of people in the store were actually deferring to him. So he probably has the ability to, to hook me up with some stuff. So I probably will not say any of that shit to the guy because I'm not stupid. Like I said, I'm not going to say anything to that woman because I want to bang her. And I'm not going to say anything into that dude because he may be able to hook me up with some stuff. So basically, I'm going to shave my face. And I'm not going to do a damn thing differently because upon thinking about it, I probably made a little bit too much of this whole thing. But then again, <laughs> that's what you chumps signed up to listen to. Yeah, I called you chumps. Okay, you're not chumps. You're actually my beautiful bastards. <laughs> Segment over. Can I t let me talk to you about something interesting here. Do you realize how weird it is to be sentimental about certain things? You know, because you, you, when, when if it's something like, you know, like uh, I visited my mom and she had some a box of baby shoes and she goes, here's your baby shoes. Would you like to keep the baby shoes? And I go, uh, yeah, sure. All right. Well, here you go. And, and she was sentimental about the baby shoes. And these shoes at one point in my life for, so, for decades and decades ago were on my feet. But I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool that my feet... I. I'm aware of the fact that at one point I was an infant and my feet were in these shoes. Uh, and, and I guess it's kind of cool to, to, you know, to have them and all that kind of stuff. But there's really not going to be any time, I don't think, in my next 50, 60 years on the planet where I'm going to go, I don't know how you feel, but damn it, I need to see those baby shoes right now. Damn it. I don't think somebody's going to come over from another country. Listen. I'm very, very big fan of your podcast and a very big fan of your stand-up and your big starter now. I will give you $10 billion for your baby shoes. Well, as a matter of fact, I'll sell them to you. Now, do I have a sentimental value to those? Do they have sentimental value to me? Yes. Do they have as much sentimental value as they would uh, as um, 
to, to me as they do to my parents? No. I don't remember being a baby. <laughs> I don't remember anything before six years old. So obviously I don't remember being a baby. Okay. But you become sentimental about things. And sometimes, sometimes it makes sense. Like with baby shoes of your child or baby pictures. I get that. And sometimes you get sentimental about stuff. That's just stupid. I get sentimental about things. The first time I ever stepped on stage was January 8th, 1986 at the Comedy Works in Philadelphia at 126 Chestnut Street. It's the first time I stepped on stage. It was the first time I actually had people staring at me, looking at me, expecting them, expecting me to say things that made them laugh. I'm sentimental about that. I remember that day. I remember the ride home on the subway. How happy I was that I stood on stage with stuff that I wrote in my little teenage mind, stuff that I wrote, and people who were adults who didn't know me from Adam, knew nothing about me, they actually laughed and clapped at some stuff that I said. And it was the first time I actually said those words to other people. These weren't jokes I tried out on my my parents or my relatives or anything like that. No, these were jokes that I hadn't actually gotten around to annoying them with and people laughed at him my thoughts my little punk ass just turned 17 years old a couple of months ago thoughts made people i didn't know laugh and i felt really good about that i still have that notebook and i still have those jokes and when i look at that notebook i think in terms of how long ago it was uh before i when i when i was i remember riding on the subway um, from my house at the time in Philadelphia and getting and riding. And I remember walking down the street and making that left turn. And there it was. And I saw the big sign, the comedy works. And I walk up to it and I'm thinking, they're going, oh, my God, it's, it's oh. And at the time, obviously, the notebook wasn't decades old. It was a fresh notebook. The ink was fresh. The paper was fresh. Everything was fresh. The ink pen was brand new. And I had it under my arm, and I remember it. And now when I look at that thing, that thing is beating the hell up because it's decades old. I don't even know what a pen is. Probably the Smithsonian. <laughs> or a trash can some place back in the 80s. But the book, I still have it. And... I look at it and I smile because even though the jokes in that book absolutely suck, God, those jokes jokes are horrible. And no, I'm not telling you what they are because they're that bad. But they were good for back then and they made people laugh. But damn, they suck. And I'm sentimental about that. I never open the book up anymore. I just kind of look every once in a while. I open up this this cap, this, this big, massive vault of jokes that I've written over the years and it's sitting right there I'm sentimental about that because it's the beginning of the life that I have now and it's great and I know there's things you're sentimental about too you know and sometimes it's like I said something like that baby shoes makes sense the, f- the first joke book or, or, or the first group of jokes or jokes early from your career even if they're not the first jokes but jokes from the beginning it's okay I mean that makes sense to be sentimental about that But I got to be honest with you, I got sentimental over something stupid. And you've also gotten sentimental over something stupid in your life. And I didn't even know what was happening until it started happening. And I'm going, what the hell is wrong with me? And you want to know what this stupid thing I got sentimental over was? A supermarket that I was going to for, for years is closing. That's right. It's not closing. It's closing because they didn't have a G on the end. They had an apostrophe. Yeah, that was them saying it. Not me. Damn it. Don't judge me, you bastards. <laughs> now, the week before they said it was closing. But the thing about it is the rest, the, 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 the supermarket was still fully stocked. So when somebody says it's closing, If the restaurant is fully stocked and nothing changes on the inside or nothing is, there's no perceived change, nothing noticeable, nothing different. You don't think that much of it. Yeah, stores closing, whatever. I got plenty of time. I'm not worried about it. I'm not even going to look for another supermarket. (laughs) And that's what you're thinking. Right. You know, you ever have a relative that's going to be moving? I'm moving across the I'm moving across the country. We're only going to see each other on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and maybe we'll Google Plus each other or call or whatever. 
And you know it's going to be a big change and you know you're going to miss them. But that's six weeks from now. And as of right now, you're still seeing them every day like you already already did. And then one day you go over to visit your relative. You've been talking to them on the phone. You haven't seen them. You missed a couple of times seeing them, but you never really, you know, this happened before. And you go over there and all of a sudden you see a whole lot of stuff packed up. The garage that used to be your, there, your friend or relative's man cave is not the man cave anymore. It's the storage place for the boxes of the stuff that they packed up because they weren't kidding. They're moving. And now it feels like they're moving because now when you want to hang out, they can't because they're getting boxes and renting trucks and renting this and putting that together and changing schools and all. And all of a sudden, you now feel that they're moving. You can feel the move. Oh, no. It's real now. Oh, no. You go back, going back to the supermarket. It was the same thing. I finally got the supermarket thing down. I knew where everything was. I knew how to make the sound, how to, how to, how to, you know, do all the coupon, this and this, that, and make sure the prices were this, that, and stack up these amount of points and value points and value custom points and all this crap. And I knew how to get stuff that was expensive for a lower price by using this value points and that value points and this card and that and backflips and this and lick that and put this thing in this sticker and that sticker and all of that crap. I knew how to do that and it was fully stocked. And then I went back a week later oh no some of the stuff that I went to the store for some of the things that this store sold that other stores didn't sell and some of the things that this store sold that others didn't sell at, at a better price were long gone because now they were deep discounts why because the store is closing they used to sell th- number. They used to sell thirty-two bottles of water for like three bucks, and I would buy them. Did I need that much water? Nope. But it was nice to have it. But now I can't buy it anymore. And as it turns out, my water's kind of running low, so I really need these thirty-twos. Maybe I'll go into the store and buy a bunch of thirty-two uh, bottles of waters because I mean the store is closed, and maybe they're on a deep discount. And oh no, they were on a deep discount. How deep? Because when you walk into the water section, there's no water. Oh no. Felt like the end of a sitcom that you liked on television. You ever see the last episode of a sitcom you like and that kind of tying up the loose ends really quickly, like way too quickly, like a two people that you kind of wanted to get together and normally would take three seasons for them to get together on the show. And now they're like, oh, crap, we only have six episodes left. So we got to get these people to the altar, even though in the show it doesn't make sense. Both of these people are the kind of characters that move slowly on decisions, but we only have six episodes left and we got to give the audience what they want so we're gonna have them kiss at the end of the second episode and we're gonna have them waking up oh my god i can't believe we got it on i'm pregnant let's get married and they get married six episodes oh what's the same thing in this supermarket man all of a sudden they don't have any water let me see if they have milk oh there's no milk how about orange juice no i know i'm gonna go buy those chicken breasts those chicken breasts are always on sale and there's none left oh no Back to the friend leaving. And now there's a week left and two days left. And now you're standing outside your friend's house. And there's the U-Hauls are all packed up. They're sitting there where they got their jackets on. They got their bags over their shoulders. They got tickets in their pocket to the city that they're flying to. And your friendship's going to maintain. You're always going to be friends, but it's not going to be the same because they're going to be in Colorado. And you live in New Jersey. Oh, no. Now your friendship's not going to die. They're not going to stop being your friend. They're not going to stop loving you. You're still going to talk to each other all the time, but you can't high-five each other. You can't man-hug each other. Your little kids are still going to call your Uncle S, but oh, no. They're long gone. Oh. And then they get into the thing and they fly off and ride off or whatever they do off. They're gone. And your friend is all the way over there. You're not going to see them the same way anymore. The same closeness, not going to be there. Oh, no. And you get sentimental. They leave. They're long gone. Three days go by. You sit back. You look at that football that's still on your floor that you hit each other in the back of the head. When they, whenever, you know, if my team won, he'd go and I'd, he wouldn't be looking. And I'd hit him in the back with the football. And he'd go, oh, you got it me this time. And then his team would win. And the football would fly and crack me across the top of the head. You see that football. And you pick it up. And you hold it in your hand. And you start 
start hearing the theme song from the Incredible Hulk from the 70s. That sad music when Bruce Banner's walking down the street after he became Hulk, ripped up his clothes, did some stuff, saved somebody, and now he's walking down the street. Boom, boom. And that music is playing and all the flashbacks of all the good times, all the good times you had with this dude. And he met this wonderful lady and she's cool and they had kids and they're cool and the great family and all the memories and all you're hearing is as your whole throw the football up and down in the living room because your friend and your friend's family who now became your extended family because your friends with them too they're across the country they're still your friends but they're not here anymore and now we move back to the supermarket you're walking down that aisle and you look down and you see where the chicken breasts, which were great chicken breasts that should have been $25, but because of your double coupons and triple coupons and double points and value customer points and double valuable double coupon value, coopy, valley, valley, coopy was now now was $9. And now you're going to have to buy them at another store. This store is going to be gone. And you look down at the chicken section and you realize that you're never going to be able to buy chicken breast that good again. Not for $9, you're not. Because all of those double coupons and triple coupons and value points and double valley, coopy valley, coopy valley, all that crap is gone. And you look down at the section where the chicken was, where the chicken was, where it is not now, where it was. And you're going, oh my goodness, I used to love baking that chicken because chicken is good for you. And I'm... And, 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 And you're sitting there and you're fantasizing about when you would fry it and you would cook it and then you would chop it up and put it on top of your homemade pizza or you'd put it on top of your salad. You're having those flashbacks from the 1970s era Hulk Incredible Hulk TV show where Bruce Banner's walking down the street sad and you're thinking about all and you look around and you go back to the water section and you realize, oh my God, and I keep forgetting that the water the water's gone too. Oh, no. And there's no other thing. All the things you used to love about this supermarket, all of the triple value points and double value points and triple double value and coupon value, vooly vooly, all of that crap's gone. And you get in your car and you look in the trunk. And normally when you make your when you go to shopping at this place because of all the value points and triple value points and double coupons and coopy valley vooly, but all of that crap. Now, those are not going to do you any good. They can't be transferred. You look in your trunk and you realize you only have one sixth the stuff in your trunk after shopping that you normally would have. Why? Because there's almost nothing left in the store. And you look back at the store and you don't even see the sign where the name is. Why? Because there's an even bigger sign in front of that sign that says store closing. You look at the front of that store and you salute it. For all the years of valuable service and all of the years where you got an opportunity to buy your DiGiorno pizzas four for ten dollars. Yeah, that's right. And you feel sentimental about that store. You didn't appreciate the store at first because it was always there. But now you realize you got to go and build a new relationship with a new supermarket. You drive out of the parking lot and you see that supermarket, your buddy, the supermarket where you could get the chicken at nine dollars instead of twenty six dollars, where you can get thirty two packs, a thirty two pack of water, where you could get all of that good crap and your double value points and triple value points and double coupons and coopy doopy doopy. You see it disappearing in your rearview mirror and you know you're never going to go back to that store. You're not going to go back to six months from now to that store that comes in and tries to take it place it's like if your dog died and your mother walked in the house with a dog kind of like the dog that just died you look at that new dog and that new dog is just trying to be a new great dog that dog's trying to lick you and in your face you go in your mind you're going get your tongue off my face you used you lied just saw you lick your own balls but there's a part of you going well your other dog licked his balls and licked your face yeah well i had that dog as a puppy he earned the right to lick 
my face after that. But this dog, I don't, I don't know. And if this dog was two years old, me, I don't know what he's been doing for those two years. You're not my dog. You're the next dog. Get away from me. You may grow to love that dog. You may not, but that's not the point. You know you're not going to that new supermarket, whatever the hell it is. You're going to walk in there, and they're going to have a discount on the chicken breast. And it's going to, instead of being 26 bucks, it's going to be $22. And you're going to go, you make me sick. You call that a discount, you bastard. And they're going to have 26 packs, a 26-pack of water. Yeah, that's not 20. That's not 32, damn it. That's not the same thing. Learn some math, you punk. And you're going to go there, you're going to sell DiGiorno's two for $10. What kind of deal is that? I used to get twice that many. You make me sick, new supermarket. Yeah, I know that. I know you get sentimental about things. And is it stupid to be sentimental about a supermarket? Of course it's stupid to be sentimental about a supermarket. But don't act like it's never happened to you. Don't act like you've never had a corner store that was at the corner of your block and you got used to going in there. You built relationships with the people in that place. You got used to them. And then another store comes in and you don't feel the same about those people. And you know you never will because those other people were there 20 years. And these new people come in and try to act like they have the right to treat you. They're going to try to call you by some nickname. You go, that's not my my nickname, my nickname is this. And you realize these people aren't the same people. They're not the same. We all get sentimental about stupid stuff. We get sentimental about important stuff, but we also get sentimental about stupid stuff. And I know it's stupid to be sentimental about a supermarket because the supermarket closed. I understand that. But if you really think about it, if a relationship ends, how bad does that hurt when the person you've been dating for a while decides they don't want to see you anymore for whatever reason? Maybe they want to be friends. Hell no. Maybe they want to be buddies. No way. And all of a sudden you have to go out and find somebody else. You just got you had been with that person for four years and now they decided they can't do it anymore. Maybe they want to move to get a job and move across the country, move out of the country. Maybe they just don't want to see you and you reminisce about the person you start to feel like you miss them and it's kind of hard for the new person to come in and take that person's place really difficult you need some time and now that that supermarket is gone and i'll never go back to that supermarket again it'll never be the same i know when i if i drive by i'm going to see maybe six months from now i'll drive to philly and i'll see that supermarket there or another supermarket there. But in the back of my mind, I'll be looking at that new supermarket going, you're not as good as the market that was there before. Maybe I'll pull into the parking lot and I'll look at it. And in my mind, maybe I'll see the front of the old supermarket. And maybe even I'll, I might be even walk in there and I'll walk in and go, no, you read, you done changed everything. There was nothing wrong with the way the other market was. And you guys had to come in and change everything. And then I'll walk to the back and I'll say, oh, they got the chicken in the same place. So what? And that's six bucks. Oh, man, that's better than nine bucks. <laughs> Fuck that old supermarket. This is the shit. Hey, you guys got double value points and triple value. You got double value points and triple value points and quadruple value points and double coupons. What? You mean the, the coupons and double value points and triple were transferred from the old store to this store? Well, <laughs> well, 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 I'll be right back with my, uh, I'm going to have to empty out my trunk and do some shopping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like when a girl drops your punk ass, and this happened to me before, a girl dropped me for somebody else who had money, dropped me, dropped me, dropped me, dropped me, and then an even hotter woman who wanted me the whole time but was being respectful and didn't want to step to me because I was in a relationship, just said now that you're not seeing so-and-so. I was wondering if we could get together and I looked at her and I said, oh, we can get together and we got together. Oh, yeah. Being sentimental sometimes makes sense and sometimes it's just stupid, but it happens to everybody. You can relate to that, right? Of course you can. Segment over. Okay, I want to talk to you about something else a little interesting here. Yeah. One of the things I notice is many times we actually take the hard way when taking the easy way is the easy way and the better way. 
sometimes you see it a lot of times a person will go out of their way to do something and you're going you could have just done this the right way in the first place and you would have saved a lot of time I remember going into a place where they had a sign that says employees must wash hands. And this employee worked in the loading dock and didn't think that it made sense that he would have to wash his hands because all he was going to do was go back out and touch stuff that wasn't necessarily clean in the first place. And even though this policy was employees must wash hands, he thought it was a dumb idea to wash hands. Now, as it turns out, uh, you know, he to, to wash his hands effectively, he, he would take, you know, you have to scrub them or you have to scrub for a certain amount of seconds and then you have to use a certain amount of soap and dry for a certain amount of seconds. And, that, and they literally had it written down on the wall, a chart of how long you should wash your hands to be more effective. But he didn't want to wash his hands. I was a customer in the place. I go in and that guy's standing there with the water running and I'm thinking he's waiting for the water to get to a certain temperature. Not a problem. So I wash my hands. I go to the urinal. I use the urinal. I come back. I wash and dry my hands again. And he's just now turning off the water. But I notice his hands are dry. I dried my hands with a hand towel. He turns on the air dryer and just stands there and waits looking at the clock. And then he left. Now, judging by the clock by the, the the instructions on the wall he should have washed say for the sake of argument he was supposed to have washed his hands for a minute and a half and he actually spent three and a half minutes pretending to wash his hands because he didn't feel like washing his hands now if it only takes you a minute and a half to wash your hands the way that the people who run the business say you should wash your hands and you spend three and a half minutes not washing your hands you sir are an idiot it would have been easier for you to just wash your hands. You would have saved yourself a lot of time. You would have had clean hands. I don't understand why people do that. It's easier to just wash your hands. You ever see somebody go out of their way to not see you? Not because they have anything against you specifically. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't like you as a person. But in many cases, what they're doing is they just don't want to talk to anybody. So what they do is they're walking towards you and it's be, it'll be a situation where it's just you and the other person. And you look over at the other person to acknowledge their existence. In this particular case, I was merely going to nod at the woman and go, hey, what's going on? And keep it moving. I wasn't looking to have a long conversation. I wasn't looking to hit on this lady. I wasn't interested. I was looking looking for okay i'll tell you what i was looking for i was looking you know you know those uh those snack packs with the chocolate pudding yes i'm an adult and i eat snack packs shut up and i just wanted to get a couple of packs of those because every once in a while i like to pop one of those open and eat the chocolate cup eat the chocolate pudding out and then go about my business is it enough chocolate pudding hell no because it's not a bowl it's one of those little punk ass cups but it's better than eating the amount that i wanted to eat which is a gigantic bowl of chocolate pudding but i don't want to do that okay i do want to do it but i'm not going to do it because i'm trying to get back in shape but that's beside the point back to the lady so i'm walking down the hallway in one direction and she's walking down the hallway well the aisle i should say in another direction and i look over at her and i was going to nod and say hello and keep it moving and she made it a point to divert her eyes in another direction not in a way that you she was actually looking for something because you can tell the difference between someone going i wonder if that's if that's it no maybe it's down there no maybe that's what it is or maybe it's over there and i don't want to talk to you damn it and i'm gonna look away i know the difference you know the difference and i know that this was what it was but she went through all of that to make it a point not to look in my direction and to pretend like she was doing something so she couldn't at least give the nod back or the hello and keep it moving i wasn't trying to start a conversation i was just acknowledging her as a human being it would have been easier for her to just go hey what's going on and keep it moving but she had to go through this whole all these wacky movements to look around and act like no so she wouldn't talk to someone and i thought it was hilarious what exactly did she think was going to happen? She didn't think I was going to beat her up or attack her because if she actually thought there was a chance of me beating her up and attacking her. She would have gone in a different direction. She wouldn't have just averted her eyes. But she wanted to make sure that there was no human contact or interaction between us. What did she exactly expect to happen? Did she think I was going to go, hey, how's it going? She was going to go, hey, how's it going? I was going, you know what? I like the way you said, hey, how's it going? Hey, Grimmy, grab your hand and walk you over to these tables. And even though you look like you're in a hurry, let's sit here and talk about nothing in particular for three hours. There was no chance of that happening. 
You see it all the time. People go all the way out of the way to do something the hard way when the easy way is the best way sometimes. You know what I'm talking about. And I don't like to do things the hard way if they don't have to be done the hard way. Doing things the hard way is just stupid. You know, it's like when you when you try to when you try to lose weight, there's the hard way and then there's the easy way. The hard way is to keep eating the same crap you were eating in the first place and then working out. And you'll see people go, well, I got to eat one cupcake and that's 600 calories. So that means I got to lift weights for 14 straight hours. And then I'll and then if I work 14 straight hours of lifting weights and then I run 28 miles and then I do swim 16 billion laps and do, I can have that cupcake. Oh, how about this? How about not having the cupcake and not having to do all that? because <laughs> i've been that guy i remember when i was you know what I, I remember going you know see i really liked i would really like to have those four cookies how many calories in those four cookies 715 if you add them all together okay I was this year. now i could i could actually just have a salad that'll be 240 calories and it'll actually be, be good calories and even though they're calories there's different types of calories i could have those 240 calories next to have antioxidants and nutrients and then have it be a water-based food and actually supply my body with the fuel that it needs or i could eat this shit here with, the, with nothing but sugar and death in it and, and then work out and basically you know i'll be and then get no real benefit out of it because it's really nine thousand calories and if i work out as hard as i can it, it will take me five days to work off these four cookies but i really want these four cookies i'm going to eat these four cookies and instead of just not eating the cookies i'm going to eat these four cookies and then add 17 i'm going to run eight marathons on addition to my the workouts that i was already going to do because i really want to have these see it's going to take me about seven minutes to eat these four cookies and it's also going to take me 77 minutes of working out every day for 20 days to work off the calories but instead of not eating the cookies and eating a salad or having a granola bar or do eating something that's actually going to help my body i'm going to do all of this other crap now, i know i could be spending that time that i'm doing these extra working out for the seven minutes of cookies that i'm gonna that i'm gonna eat i could actually be doing something productive with that time but no 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 writing jokes and doing these kind of things writing for my podcast working on my stand-up or doing some other stuff that's important for my business i'm gonna have to put that shit on the back burner because these four cookies are much more important than the other stuff that i was doing now i know that sounds dumb but you've made that decision before don't act like you haven't don't act like you, you you worked out and you lost 10 pounds and you feel good and you're going, this is great. I work out 45 minutes a day, four days a week, and I've been dropping three pounds a week. I can actually see myself getting in good shape. This is great. I can do this and do that and do this. Is that a Pizza Hut commercial? I think I'm going to buy a pizza. I'm not going to eat it all. I'm going to put it in the refrigerator. I mean, it's going to stay there for a while. Maybe other people are going to want some. I'm trying to be a good host. You live by yourself. But I have friends that come over. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Okay, your friends come over, but they're not sitting there coming over to your house for pizza. If they want pizza, they can buy their own pizza. You're just buying this pizza so you can eat it yourself. Why don't you shut the fuck up? I would shut the fuck up, but this is your subconscious trying to tell you to stop buying the pizza, you fat bastard. You want to get in shape, and you're not going to be able to get in shape because you keep eating pizza and that's doing things the hard way yes technically using math you can work out harder to burn off the calories from the pizza and from the cookies or you could do it the easier way and work out hard but not eat the cookies and the pizza because then you're gonna it's gonna be a little easier for you Nah, give me the cookies. In fact, put the cookies on the pizza. Yeah, that's right. Roll them up and then deep fry that shit again. How many calories is that? How many calories is a bunch of cookies rolled up in the pizza and deep fried again? 16 quadrillion? And how many hours of working out what I have to do? I have to work out from now to when I'm 178? Well, I might I might want to start working out right now. I might want to start. I know it's a little harder. I could I could have had I could have actually just had that salad or I I could have had that healthy sandwich but i'd rather i'd rather eat that deep fried cookies with the with the pizza i'd rather eat that and work out till i'm 600 years old of course i'm going to live that long right <laughs> 
I've been there. I know what it's like to do things the harder way when you can do things the easy way. And doing things the easy way is better than doing things the hard way. And a lot of times people will say, it's human nature, man. It's human nature just to, 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 to do that, man. And it's kind of human nature because we allow it to be human nature. It's easier to order the pizza. It's easier to put the cookies in your mouth. It's easier than sitting there washing off a salad and shopping vegetables. And it's easier to do that. At least that's the way it seems in the beginning. But once the pizza's cooked and once the cookies are made and then you eat those cookies and then you add up all the hours you got to work out in addition to your normal workout. Was it really easier or did it just seem easier? Like that guy in the, in the, in the bathroom. It, you would, he's thinking it's going to be easier. I don't want to wash my hands. I don't feel like it. It's easier to just not wash my hands. But is it really easier? Wasn't, wasn't, doesn't it only take a minute and a half to wash your hands the way you're supposed to wash your hands while you're in the bathroom? You could have washed your hands in a minute and a half and then been back out there with your homeboys working and doing the stuff that you like to do. But you decided to fake washing your hands for three and a half minutes. Because you thought it was easier, but is it really easier or did you just think it was easier because you didn't think it through? (laughs) We've all done that. And that's when I learned a long time ago, just because it looks like it's easier doesn't mean it actually is easier. It's not always as easy as you think it is. I used to think that stand-up was going to be easy. I used to think that podcasting was going to be easy. And I thought it was going to be easy, but it really isn't. But the only difference between uh, the podcasting and the stand-up and the cookies and all that shit is that this is actually worth it. The stand-up is worth the work. And that this is worth the work. And now it's gotten to be easier. You know what I'm saying, right? Just because it looks easy doesn't mean that it is easy just because it looks easier doesn't mean that it is easier so if you're a person who's going into the bathroom of your job where it's they say that you gotta wash your hands for a minute and a half just wash your damn hands because you look like a big douche standing there with your arms folded staring at the clock timing how long people outside the bathroom can hear the water running and you look like a douche standing in the bathroom with your arms folded looking at the clock while you pretend to dry your hands under the hand dryer you look like a huge d-bag and some genius may podcast about it And if you're sitting there and you're looking at, you're online looking up how many hours or minutes you got to work off to eat a 16 cookies in a row, you're an idiot. Put the cookies down. And if you're sitting there going, well, that slice of pizza has 900 calories in it, so that means I have to lift weights for 75 hours. If you could actually lift weights for 75 hours, imagine how much weight you'd lose if you actually ate something healthy, you bastard. Just because it looks easy doesn't mean it is easy. Just because it looks easier doesn't mean it is easy, you bastards. So wash your hands and eat a salad. Yeah, that's right. I said it. (laughs) Segment over. All right, my friends, that is it. This has been episode number 187 of the S. Anthony Says podcast starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. And I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping by. I want to thank you guys for stopping by every week. I want to thank you guys for the recommendations and the retweets and the reblogs and all of that cool crap. I appreciate it. If you knew when you're already not following yours truly on Twitter, please do so. The Twitter for me is at S. Anthony Thomas and the Twitter for the podcast is at S. Anthony Says. And if you want to email yours truly, please feel free to do so at the S. Anthony Says podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I want to thank everybody for everything that you do. Don't think that it goes unnoticed. I really appreciate all of you uh, with your support. I appreciate your kind words and the compliments and the ratings and all of that kind of stuff. It really, really does mean a lot to me. I, I feel free 
uh, to speak for anybody that does anything artistic or or anything that you appreciate them when you when you let them know that you dig what they're doing. It really means a lot. And I know that it means a lot to me. And I want to let you know that it means a lot to me when you say those things and do those things. So much love to everybody that's done that. Um, this has been fun, as always. Thank you for making like I said, the, the episodes have become more and more popular because new people are coming along because of you, your recommendations. And they're actually going back and listening to the old stuff, too. So those are those are doing well as well. And uh, I want to say, uh, like I said, much love to all of you. I appreciate you. I will see you next week with the next one. Thank you very, very much. Until next time, S. Anthony out. Go.